Hello, yes, Dan, how's it here? You're listening to WVOW. All right, see you later. The world view of wrestling on WVOW. Let's take a look at the news. The world view of wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Roman Reigns tests positive for COVID 19, changes the entire main event for. WWE's newest pay-per-view property, Day One, that premiered last night, I'll Have What Happened. AEW Dynamite finished up on Wednesdays on TNT. This week, Dynamite moves to the Superstation, TBS. Tony Storm is gone from WWE. She stormed off, I guess. I don't know. Just challenging. Uh, she just challenged for the WWE Women's SmackDown title on Christmas Eve against Charlotte Flair. ASW paid tribute with a Memorial Cup tournament to honor a fallen broadcaster. All that and so much more. I'm Aaron Stone. This is the World View of Wrestling, WVOW, on WVOW Live. Uh, So WWE Day 1 Live from Atlanta, Georgia last night. We have a new WWE champion. And it's Brock Lesnar. Well, everything got thrown into a tailspin yesterday. Uh, Lesnar was added to the fatal four-way contest, which was going to be contested between WWE uh, champion, Raw champion, Big E, defending against Seth Rollins, defending against Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley, the almighty Bobby Lashley. And this all changed yesterday when it was announced Uh, Well, it was was known earlier in the day, actually, early afternoon, that Roman Reigns had tested positive for COVID-19. So your biggest main event of the evening, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, no go. So, you know, they pretty much they did the only thing they could do. That's put Lesnar into that fatal four-way contest, make it a fatal five-way. And that's exactly what they did. Roman, uh, not Roman, but uh, Brock Lesnar. Ended up finishing the contest with F5, two Big E, pinned Big E, and now Lesnar is a six-time WWE champion. Uh, He also ended Big E's 110-day title run. The match wasn't very long at all. It was under 10 minutes, about eight minutes and about eight and a half minutes. And since then, there's now speculation about who was supposed to win that Fatal 4-Way match. And makes you wonder, too, I guess, who was supposed to win the Universal title? A deleted tweet may have revealed the planned original winner of the WWE title um, on Saturday night. 
uh, before Brock Lesnar's edition anyway, WWE on Fox tweeted a graphic, and they had Brock Lesnar's picture, uh, and they did delete it quite quick. Fans snagged screen caps of the image before it was deleted, and, the, and Lesnar is pictured, but it says Big E was the winner over Rollins, Owens, and Lashley. So this really threw everything into it, and it really, and, you know, nothing against Roman here, but him coming down with COVID-19 yesterday, uh, last minute here, and this is something, and by the way, there's been a COVID-19 outbreak again in the WWE locker room. Things are a little more hush-hush about it, uh, but, you know, this Reigns uh, was pulled from live events. Uh, so was Lesnar. So was Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was fired by uh, Lesnar leading up to this match. So, or I should say, Reigns fired Heyman. And Lesnar has been saying, you know, this whole time that he's, the, you know, his advocate. Paul Heyman. So this was the big match of the night, and that was just thrown into a tailspin, as I said during the news report. And as a fact, everything was thrown completely out of whack. And uh, news now is that they knew yesterday afternoon that uh, Roman had tested positive. And uh, originally, this fatal four-way between Rollins, Owens, Lashley, and Big E was scheduled to go 30 minutes. And like I said, this... Uh, WWE title match was under 10 with an extra person added into it. I, be honest with you, they pretty much made the right call. Put that belt on Lesnar. Lesnar is the monster. He's a beast. He doesn't lose very often. He ended the streak of The Undertaker. These are all reasons why he should have won. I don't know about that um, Universal Championship match. Reigns is still your Universal Champion. We'll have to see what happens Going forward with that, and of course, we also hope that um, that Reigns is 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 you know having no symptoms, no complications or problems. Overall, this was a pretty good show last night. Uh, the only really down part of the entire show. I mean, it was a good show. It was a long show. Uh, the, the real down part was really the women's Raw Championship match against Liv Morgan, big time Becky Lynch, retained. Uh, I, I, you know, I, Be Becky Lynch, I mean, there was no way she was going to be losing this title. Liv Morgan, I know that she has her fans. I know that she has, um, you know, been built up quite a bit. I know that she lost the original title match against Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch held onto the ropes. Referee didn't see it. And so we had to have this return match, but I'm pretty sure after this, I'm pretty sure Liv Morgan... Uh, that push of hers is is, is finished, and uh, they're going to be moving on to something else here. But uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan wasn't a bad match, but I mean, it just they they just didn't. There was more missed spots in that match than any of the other matches on the card. We're going to get to some more of those. Edge defeated the Miz, uh, pretty good match. Went about twenty minutes. Beth Phoenix came out for the finish, chased Maurice away from ringside. Miz was distracted by the commotion and stunned by Edge kicking out of a skull-crushing finale. One spear later, and the Miz and Mrs. Uh, co-star there from the, uh, I guess it's a hit reality show, The Miz, he was back in the showers after that. Uh, RK Bro, Matt Riddle, Randy Orton, 
They defeated the Street Profits, retained the Raw Tag Team Championship last night at day one. Orton and uh, Riddle celebrated after the match with a music group named Migos. I have no idea who these people are. They even tell me who they are. They tell me what they're known for. I don't care. I don't know who these people are. They're not wrestlers. They're not part of wrestling, so they're, they're really a sideshow as far as I'm concerned. The Usos also retained WWE SmackDown Gold, uh, the tag team championships, that is. They defeated King Woods and Sir Kofi Kingston. This, this is King, this King, uh, King Xavier Woods thing. I'm really loving it. Of course, Xavier Woods won the uh, King of the Ring. Um, it's been, it's, he's got this ridiculous, like, Super Mario's crown on his head. I don't even know how to describe it. It's so ridiculous, but... Uh, I've really been enjoying this. I, you know, the King Woods, you know, I've always, I, you know, the King of the Ring has always been a really cool gimmick. I like my former broadcast partner here on the show, Nathan Bush. We love the single night elimination tournament. We've always thought it was a great idea. And the King of the Ring is, is, is a perfect idea for that. But it seemed like there for a little while. Uh, every time they did a King of the Ring, it just seemed like it was just more and more excuses to make somebody a king. You know, that was, seems like every era they have to have a king. King Harley Race, uh, King Lawler, King Macho Man. Uh, who else we have here that did the stupid king? Uh, king William Regal, King Seamus. Uh, was there anybody else? Here? And then there's some people that won King of the Ring. They didn't do all that stuff, but I am King Booker, Ugh. but this, it works for the new day. To me, it works for the day. I, to me, I don't think it worked for Booker Booker going around doing that, holding the pinky up. I mean, it was funny, but it, you know, it just to me, it just wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but it's been working for the, for, for the new day here, but, uh, it didn't work last night. They lost. So let's move on here. Happy Corbin. Uh, talk about a gimmick that just had a lot of promise and they just ruined it. Uh, I remember when he was uh, charity case Corbin and that was pretty funny. And we reported it on here. That was a good little gimmick here, but now he's uh, supposedly won a bunch of money gambling now. So now he's happy Corbin and he's now got a, a Batman villain, Madcap Moss with him. And uh, they attacked Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, of course, beat Madcap Moss last night. Moss was uh defeated by McIntyre in the ring, but Moss and Corbin would not stay down. They cowardly attacked McIntyre in the back. Uh, they crushed his throat with a chair using a piece of staging equipment. Did the old stone cold flying Brian Pillman deal, except put it around his neck. Uh, apparently McIntyre has some, uh, has some issues that he's going to be having to address anyway. So I don't know if he's going to be gone for a little while. I don't know. Uh, they opened the uh, show with a match. It was a tag team contest. Let me see. It was, I don't have it written down here, but it was Ridge Holland and Sheamus taking on Ricochet. And who was his partner? I wish I'd written that down. But it was Ricochet and somebody else. This tag team contest last night, uh, right in the middle of it, Ricochet, he basically just steps right on Ridge Holland's face broke his nose, uh, bleeding like a stuck pig here in the middle of the ring. He, he rolled out. He was done. Uh, had, had apparently he, he was unable to continue too. I mean, he, it was pretty bad of a, of a hit. He literally done this flip up into the air, 
came right down on uh, Ridge Holland's face. And uh, so Ridge was out of the match, but they didn't stop Sheamus. Sheamus just kept going, which I guess is what you're supposed to do, right? One point, hollering to the crowd, I don't need a partner. And he didn't. He, he ended up uh, winning Ricochet and his mystery tag team partner. I cannot remember who, who his partner was. But uh, Sheamus, Sheamus come away with the win there in the uh, opening of the program there during the pre-show. And that was it for last night's WWE Day 1. Like I said, it was a good show. It's a great show. I enjoyed it. It's probably one of the better WWE pay-per-views that I've seen in a little while. So we'll see what's going to happen. We have coming up uh, later this month, we have the Royal, Royal Rumble. We'll have a little bit of news about that coming up in a little bit. But we'll be uh, talking more and more about that as uh, we get closer and closer to the time for the Rumble. This year going to be going on a Saturday, but we'll talk about that later. Still to come on the World View of Wrestling. News on AEW moving television stations. An update on Jeff Hardy after his WWE release and what's being called a rough night. And the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup Tournament. We have more on the way. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll discuss more. You're listening to the World View of Wrestling on WVOW. On this day, I see clearly everything is come to life. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Hey, this is Shane Storm, the first ever ASW Grand Slam champion, and you're listening to the World View of Wrestling on WVOW Radio and Logan. Shane Storm also participated in the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup Tournament, and before we get to that bit of business, 
So we got some uh, listeners out there sending it in and uh, informing me here, even though I didn't write it down last night. I mean, come on. It was a tag team match with Sheamus and Ridge Holland taking on Ricochet and somebody else. But uh, I didn't write it down. It turned out to be a pretty good match, even though it ended up being a handicap match. But Cesaro, Cesaro was Ricochet's partner. So thank you, listeners, for uh, smartening me up. I don't even know I'm doing the show if you already know what's going on. But uh, appreciate that as it is. But uh, like I said, I did write it down last night while uh, reviewing the show because it was on the uh, opening card there, the pre-show, as they would call it. Uh, but it ended up being a good match. It's actually going to be one of the ones I would recommend you going back and checking out. Uh, the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup Tournament. All-Star Wrestling crowned the inaugural winner of the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup Tournament last month. Nathan Bush, primary color, color analyst and broadcast journalist for WVOW Sports and the ASW uh, commentary team, Bush of course, passed away unexpectedly on October 5th. He was 31 years old. And this tournament uh, on December the 18th at the Hearts Community Center, man, I tell you, there was people, they were, they were excited for this. It was an eight-man elimination tournament. Bush's mother, Pam, wonderful lady. She was in attendance along with uh, Nathan's pride and joy, his son, Cade, his niece, Kennedy, was there, his sister, uh, Angie was in attendance. They enjoyed the show. They all had these commemorative uh, old school satin jackets, something you'd see the Minnesota Wrecking Crew or FTR wearing now. They all said the uh, Nathan Bush Memorial uh, Cup Tournament. It was a great night. Uh, Pam Bush, uh, Nathan's mother, absolutely delighted with how things turned out. We feel like we were amongst family, not just strangers visiting. We really appreciate Gary Dameron and everything all of these wrestlers did and the respect and the kindness and love that they've shown toward us. And we really appreciate it, and we love them all. And uh, it was a single elimination tournament. Winner would have to win three straight contests in one night. Uh, participants included in the opening round, Aaron West defeated Seth Martin. Huff Manley uh, was edged out by uh, Shane Storm. Vance Desmond defeated Kirk Blackman, and Paparazzi was unable to get over Dustin Alexander. They moved on to the second round. Shane Storm defeated Aaron West, and Vance Desmond went over Dustin Alexander, the winner in the finals. Well, you tell me. Here's the final pinfall from the finals of the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup Tournament. Vance Desmond, he is the inaugural winner. He pinned the shoulders of Shane Storm while attempting a rollout from a rear naked choke. So, Violet Vance Desmond, your winner. Got a great picture of him with Cade in his arms, walking around the ring to all the, I mean, the people were on fire for this, uh, for this main event of uh, Shane Storm and uh, Vance Desmond. They put on a heck of a show. They certainly did. Nathan's mother, Pam. Presented the cup trophy to Desmond following his victory. Card also in, uh, featured special attraction match with WWE Hall of Famers Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express, the original, the one and the only Rock and Roll Express. 
The Legends, along with Morton's son, Kerry, they won a six-man tag team match. Tournament will not be the only event in Bush's memory this April. Bush will be inducted into the All-Star Wrestling Hall of Fame and will join the ranks of wrestling royalty alongside Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Now, ASW will return to Hearts on February 26th. Already confirmed, Redbeard, also known as Eric Rowan from the Wyatt family, he's going to be there. ASW heavyweight champion Davey Richards. West Virginia's own Heath, Heath Slater. is going to be there. NWA legend Wildfire Tommy Rich. The franchise Shane Douglas. Also the return of the Mid-Atlantic Outlaws. Also ASW Hall of Famers. Plus you're going to have Super Oprah, Huff Manley, The Heat Seekers, Hashtag SRO, Colby Max, Vance Desmond, winner of the Nathan Bush Memorial Tournament, Aaron West, and much, much more as uh, the card gets more shaped up here. We'll have more on that. And of course, if you want tickets, you can reserve your tickets by contacting Gary Dameron on Facebook, or you can wait. You can purchase your tickets when they're made available at Creeker's Diner in Hearts. This day in wrestling history. On this day. 32 years ago, Arn Anderson defeated the great Muda. Talk about, talk about a segue here. You go from talking about Nathan Bush to talking about his favorite wrestler, the great Muda. Unfortunately, great Muda was in a losing uh, effort here against the enforcer Arn Anderson 32 years ago today at a taping of the NWA Power in Gainesville, Georgia. Arn Anderson defeated the great Mute. This would end up being Anderson's second run with the television title, and he would hold that title for a year. He would lose it December 4th the following year to the Z-Man, Tom Zink, and Anderson would, of course, take it back from Zink a month later after that. Still to come, an update on Jeff Hardy. AEW moves to the Superstation TBS. Tony Storm is gone from WWE. We have that. We have a lot more coming this way. Right after we get back from this break on the World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? Job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview. And I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know? The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the West Virginia National Guard. Aired by the West Virginia Broadcasters Association and this station. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi. I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh, okay. Well, before I left my campsite, I was putting out my fire, and out of nowhere, Smokey Bear showed up and hugged me? So you drowned the fire, you stirred it. Drowned it again, 
and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He likes it when people correctly put out their campfires. He's pretty big on wildfire prevention. He's just letting you know you did good with a uh, hug. He's a hugger. I just got a bear hug from Smokey Bear. <laughs> Status update! All right, I'm going to let you go now. I've got uh, a lot of uh, ranger stuff to do. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. The World View of Wrestling on WVOW Logan. Stay with us coming up at 7.30. We have Sunday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings are going to be taking on the Green Bay Packers. And again, our coverage right here begins at 7.30 on your hometown radio station, WVOW. Well, it's January, and that means that the Royal Rumble is just around the corner. Royal Rumble just around the corner on the Peacock Network. This year, it's going to be on a Saturday. Saturday, January 29th in St. Louis. And, uh, well, you know, it's, 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 it's already New Year. It's January. Royal Rumble is on its way. So now speculation. Who's going to win? But in order to win, you got to be in it. And there's already one guy who's saying that he wants to be in it. That stupid stuntman, Johnny Knoxville. He's thrown his hat into the ring for the Royal Rumble over his Instagram. But I want to do something else, something big. That's right. I want to make a run for the Rumble. I am talking about the WWE's Royal Rumble. 30 men enter, one guy is left standing. That's me. You know, I've seen the current list of WWE wrestlers, and frankly, I'm not impressed. Frankly, you sound a little bit like Master Shake from Aqua Team. Don't be surprised if Johnny Knoxville ends up in this year's Royal Rumble. They've got some kind of movie coming out with that stupid stunt show that was big back in the 90s that everybody's just been trying to pile on and pile on for the last three decades. So Knoxville will probably be in the Rumble. Maybe he'll get thrown out. Maybe he'll maybe he'll bash his head in on the floor like uh, Butterbean did when they had that stupid boxing match inside of a, of a grocery store or whatever it was. I just don't like it, stupid stuff. <laughs> I can't hide it. Stupid stunt man, Johnny Knoxville. I, if he's in it and somebody uh, you know pays a ticket to see him get hurt, you know, more power to him, I guess. Tony Storm. Christmas Eve. I mean, it was already taped and it was in the can. It was live to tape. Tony Storm challenged uh, Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's SmackDown Championship in a losing effort, obviously. Uh, her release was announced earlier this week. Her release comes on the heels of that challenging for the title. Uh, and not much is currently known except she's gone. Uh, she debuted back late summer in a, in a winning effort against Zelina Vega. She ended up losing to Zelina Vega in the, uh, I believe it was in the, the May Young Classic, or maybe it was even, well, anyway, she, it doesn't matter. After she came in, she debuted, she ended up losing. I feel that the ceiling's pretty high with Tony Storm, to be honest with you. Uh, Tony Storm, uh, she's a good-looking gal. 
She's a, a bigger size gal. She's not. Uh, she doesn't look like she's somebody's called break easy. She's a pretty good worker in the ring, as far as you can tell. But uh, it, the word coming out now, Meltzer, Johnson, all those fellows in the uh, so-called wrestling journalism, they're all saying what they're hearing is burnout. Burnout seems to be the most bantered around conclusion about why she's not there. But WWE officials were just <laughs> completely floored, caught off guard. No idea this was happening. So whatever the problem may be, and, you know, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we discussed all kinds of reasons. You know, she's from New Zealand. Maybe there could be a family problem. Uh, I, I mean, unless she is burnout, I guess that happens. It happens all the time in just about every industry. Somebody gets worn out on it and they just quit. Uh, not unusual. But, you know, even if it was a family problem, I mean, who just quits their job? I mean, it's an international company. I mean, surely she wouldn't feel like she would have to quit in order to go home for family reasons. I don't know. But she's gone, and they're, of course, they're moving on. Kyle O'Reilly is now all elite. He left, uh, he, he got his release. Uh, I believe there towards the end, he's doing something similar to what Adam Cole was doing on his way out, working on a, working on a handshake and, and not much else uh, in order to finish off uh, the rivalries going on in um, in, in the uh, uh, NXT brand. So now you have um, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and now Adam Cole. All of them, all they need now is Roderick Strong. And they could shock the system again. I think they've already been hinting at a new name for this uh this this team here like the paradigm the pair i don't know i don't know and this is and i've talked about this before on the show i mean this is just more examples of aew literally doing the mirror image of wwe while at the same time saying that they're not wwe i mean that's all there is to it aew rampage results from new year's eve darby allen of course, accompanied by the Icon Sting, defeated Anthony Bowens, uh, who was uh, accompanied by his tag team partner, the, uh, Max Caster, after the match ended. Andrade El Idolo came out for a distraction, giving the acclaimed a chance to leave Darby and Sting line. Uh, so there you go. There, there, That's that. Street fight time. Tay Conti and... Anna Jay defeated the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Now, this match was brutal. Violent, had a lot of, a lot of blood spilled, uh, tacks, barbed wire, tables, chairs, ladders, uh, blood. And it was the end to a long feud here. I, I couldn't care less about this. I, I, you know, Tay Conti, Anna Jay, they're all right. The Bunny's horrible. Penelope Ford, by association with the Bunny, is horrible. Uh this hardcore wrestling stuff I thought it was bad enough when they had, uh, Oh, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. Who cares? The, the cage guy. Yeah. Not Nick cage, Nick gauge or Nick, Nick rage, Nick page. All we need is another page somewhere. I've, you know, if you're into, if you're into tax barbed wire tables, chairs, ladders, I recommend you check this one out. You're not going to be disappointed with it. I wasn't a fan. I was glad it went off. Uh, TNT champion Cody Rhodes, along with uh, coach Arn Anderson, defeated Ethan Page with Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert in his corner. Dan Lambert, 
This is another complaint I have about All Elite Wrestling. It's not a big one. It's not like I'm offended or anything. But they just have too much dang cussing on this show. I bet... Back in the late 90s, there was some cussing. And, you know, Stone Cold did most of your cussing. I don't really remember a whole lot of swearing going on on WCW. There might have been some. But, you know, WWE was the one that was really pushing the proverbial envelope here. Stone Cold, he would drop a curse word quite often. But now uh, exclamations of excrement just abound on AEW. And uh, that's exactly what happened last week. Dan Lambert, Brandy Rhodes had a little confrontation in the ring. I, I could bring you a clip, but as I said it, on Facebook with the Worldview of Wrestling, this was a profanity-laced segment between Dan Lambert, Brandy Rhodes. I made for it made for pretty good television, I guess. I mean, the the audience was just eating it up. All kinds of words being dropped. I feel like there is some kind of towing of the line here of what uh, standards and practices at TNT are going to allow. I, I'm not really sure, but there's just too many people dropping too many bombs on dynamite. Well, that's something. Drop a bomb on dynamite. Uh, just too much of it. They need to reel that in a little bit because, I mean, when you got, when you got somebody like uh, um, Adam Page your your AEW heavyweight champion, when you have a gimmick on him that is cowboy excrement, then when everybody is saying excrement, then I it obviously takes away a little bit from the cowboy excrement. You got cowboy excrement, do you have any kind of excrement? So I think they need to cool a little bit there. And this is what happens, by the way. This is what happens, in my opinion, when you don't have writers, when you don't have people out here who are creatively coming up with things uh, for your talent to do when you're left. And, and we'll get to that here in a minute. We'll talk about that some more. But anyway, Cody Rhodes, still your TNT champion. That, of course, happened on the Christmas Eve edition of Rampage. Cody defeated Sammy Guevara. Uh, Cody on his way to being a heel. If he's not, then, I mean, obviously, they're going to have to hire some creative people because... He is a ready-made heel. Just add Cody. And, I mean, listen to this crowd when he wins the title on Rampage. This is supposed to be the face of the company here. Cody Rhodes. Boo, boo, boo. Oh, well, AEW Dynamite finished up on TNT Network this week and will officially call the Superstation TBS home as of this Wednesday at 8 o'clock. And, of course, Rampage will still be on following SmackDown on the TNT Network at 10 o'clock. SmackDown, of course, on uh, the Fox Network still. Jeff Hardy was released last month after a disastrous house show that ended with Hardy just, I mean, there was a tag match. It was a six-man tag match, now that I think about it. Uh, it was him, uh, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre taking on, uh, I believe it was the, the entire bloodline. Anyway, sometime, and they said he was sluggish. There was people that were reporting that there was a smell of alcohol. I don't know. We all know that Jeff Hardy has had a long-standing substance abuse disorder for a long time. He gets clean. He has fallbacks. He has relapses. Uh, 
He's apparently like the Usos. He likes to go out driving around when he's tanked. Uh, but he hasn't had much of a problem in, in, in very recently. But uh, during the match, he just quit. He just got up. He left. He hopped the rail, took off through the crowd, taking selfies with fans and so on. So let's let's just put it this way. If Jeff Hardy was intoxicated under the influence of something, he doesn't need to be walking through a crowd at a WWE show. Now, reportedly, Hardy was having what, what was being termed and all your wrestling so-called journalists and, and everybody, they said he was having a rough night. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, is he having a rough night? Did he, did he do too much? Did he take too much? Did he drink too much? Was he in pain? That's probably more likely. I've noticed he just kind of goes for it all now when he does these uh, swanton bonds and stuff. He, he just, just goes for it. Looks like he's just landing on these guys. I don't know. His brother Matt says that Jeff is fine, but he's he won't comment any further. He says it's a story for Jeff to tell if he wants to tell. So we'll have to find. We'll have to just wait and see. It'll be news to tell the captain, and it might not be good. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Jeff Hardy, on the meantime, uh, supposedly was offered rehab. He turned it down. WWE pays for rehab. I understand they're paying for John Moxley's rehab right now. Uh, but since then, he's apparently got some kind of a, a non-compete clause. So now he's going around. He's doing meet and greets and an acoustic tour. Starting January 13th, he's going to be at the Royal Grove in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's uh, on the 14th. He's going to be in Omaha. On the 15th, he's going to be in Dilworth, Minnesota. <laughs> Not exactly A or B cities here, are we? Uh, the 16th, he'll be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, I guess that's a little bit better deal. And he's already announced dates for next year. On January 1st, he'll be at the Braidwood, Illinois, at the Top Fuel Saloon. And then he'll be at Zanzibar at 1030 that night in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and I mean, he's got all the, there's all these dates announced. Uh, he's got, it says, it also says that the same day, uh, and this is from Ticketmaster. It says, so January 1st of next year, Jeff Hardy and his acoustic tour meet and greet thing. Uh, they've announced he's going to be in Braidwood, Illinois, Louisville, Kentucky, and Minneapolis, Minnesota all on the same day. Now, Braidwood, Illinois, I'm not really sure where the, where the great municipality of Braidwood, Illinois is, but it could theoretically be pretty close to Louisville. So, between his 10, 230 gig at Braidwood and his 1030 appearance in Louisville, it's very possible that he could pull this off. I have no idea where Braidwood, Illinois is. People in Braidwood don't even know where they are. But for him to be able to go and pull off uh, an attraction here at Caboose or Caboose in Minneapolis, and that's another thing, all the Top Fuel Saloon, Biggs Sports Bar, uh, the slowdown, the Royal Grove, the record bar, all of these are drinking establishments. So I do not think that a person who's, who's prone to having what's called a rough night, I don't know how this, I don't know how this is going to work out for him going to these entertainment bars. I mean, maybe next year, but I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be at the Royal Grove in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, on the 13th. So best of luck to Jeff. 
maybe he'll end up in uh, AEW. That's pretty much what everybody is shooting for right now. They want to see a reunion of Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe. Big Swole. I've got, a, I've got some comments here. Big Swole, of course, recently commented on her departure from All Elite Wrestling. This is, quote, My heart just stopped being in it as the reason why I left. I felt like there were a lot of things. I told them in my exit interview, there are a lot of things that need to change. I know fans of the company don't take criticism well sometimes. Well, you're telling us, sister. Certain ones, anyway. Uh, she also went on to say, know this. This is somebody from the inside. The structure is a little off. She said, it's fine to be loose, but I like to have a little bit more structure. I felt like the women shouldn't have gone through everything they went through just to get on TV or get time. You're assigned to this big company. You should get time. All these men are getting time, but the women weren't getting anything. You're not putting people on TV because more people are coming in. She went on to say, okay, there are more people coming in, but you don't have enough product for all of these people. Now you have all these people sitting around having two or three minute matches on dark. Uh, doesn't make, doesn't keep, keep me happy. Shoveling more money doesn't keep a person happy. And she's correct on that, by the way. She went on to say, we've seen time and time again, especially in a place where there's not enough space there's no writers in a sense. Not everyone is comfortable with writing their own things. Thank you. Closed mouths don't get fed. Oh, that's a good line. She also said that's exactly what the environment is. If you are shy and don't know how to write or are not creative, it's not going to work unless they want you to work for you. Unless they want it to work for you. I'm sorry. That's one of the big, biggest issues, according to her. Now, she continued further. Outside of the lack of structure, there's their biggest issue, which is diversity. There is no representation, truly. And when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everybody is so afraid to accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. Now, Con Tony Khan, the uh, promoter, owner of AEW, he, uh, he shot back at Big Swole's comments by naming off as many people of color under AEW contract as he could through Twitter or one of these uh, social media machines. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, it seemed quite desperate to me, by the way. All the, all the people of color mentioned in his um, post. That includes Jade Cargill, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, Dante Martin, Nyla Rose, Isaiah, Mark Quinn uh, of Private Party. None of them in the main event. They're not even close to sniffing a main event. So there you go. All right, coming up Tuesday, NXT's New Year's Evil coming up on the USA Network, eight o'clock this Tuesday. Uh, got a pretty big, uh, pretty big match going on here. So first off, got Matt Riddle. He's going to be teaming up with MSK. That's Nash Carter and Wes Lee. They're going to be taking on Imperium. Walter is officially on the show now. Fabian Eichner 
and uh, Marcel Barthel. Uh, they're going to be taking on in the six-man tag. The North American Championship is going to be uh, unified with the Cruiserweight Championship. Carmelo Hayes, the North American Champion, will be taking on Roderick Strong. And uh, we also have Mandy Rose from uh, Lethal Addiction. She's going to be uh, defending her NXT Women's title in a triple threat match against Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. And the main event, Braun Breaker. <laughs> what a name. Braun Breaker with two Ks. Also most recently known as Rex Steiner, the son of Rick Steiner of the famed Steiner Brothers. Uh, there's going to be he's going to be challenging champion Tommaso Ciampa. Now let me tell you about this Braun Breaker man. He's just a big old, thick-headed, roughneck. He's a guy that looks like he could just break your break your neck with his fingertips. I'll tell you what. And uh, you know this 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 Braun Breaker name. I I don't know what to make of this. I surely don't. I mean, when you got a name like Rex Steiner and you have a name like Steiner, I mean, Steiner, I mean, that's a pretty good name, in my opinion, for uh, wrestling. But uh, that Braun Breaker, you know, of course, WWE, they like to have their names that they can copyright. Uh, So, I mean, there you go. I mean, there's not much else there there to it other than that. Um, But. That's, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good show. It's going to be this Tuesday, of course, right here uh, right on the USA Network. So be uh, tuning in for New Year's Evil on uh, with NXT this Tuesday at o'clock. Still to come, more things pro wrestling. We got probably one of one of the more embarrassing this day in wrestling histories coming up as well. So stay with us. We'll be back with more right after this. WVOW Logan. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. He knew exactly what to do. I had no clue what I was doing. We set up the rocket. We set up the rocket. Hit ignition. Hit ignition. And then? And then nothing. (laughs) Sometimes I laugh when I'm frustrated. Then out of nowhere, the rocket launched into the air. The rocket did get into the air. I've never seen anything fly so high. And then crashed into a kite. Look out! Look out! And then the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Don't forget, 7.30, the Minnesota Vikings are taking on the Green Bay Packers right here on your hometown radio station, W. 
V-O-W. Let's take another look at this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. Oh, so that's the thing. When you look back in history, there's some quite embarrassing moments. Not going to get too much into this. This is just horrible. So Tori Wilson, recent uh, fitness guru, you know, I think she's a Hall of Famer, former cover girl for Playboy magazine, Tori Wilson. Her dad, uh, her real dad, Al Wilson, fake married, ECW Jezebel, Don Marie, uh, in their underwear 19 years ago, this day 19 years ago on an episode of SmackDown. Oh, it's just so stupid. Oh, that's not as far as we're going to go. Ooh, the idiot's dancing. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, besides that, I mean, that, you can't even plan for something like this. It's so stupid. This just goes to show you just how, how they were so desperately hanging on to what the so-called attitude era. I don't even know what the difference between the ref, ruthless aggression and attitude era really is i mean you talk about all the good stuff that happened there's a lot of bad that really happened oh my and and i tell you what uh, the al wilson marriage to don marie not even the worst thing they've ever done this, this day, day in wrestling, wrestling history. history congressional oversight committee's report on stereo steroid well, that's easy for me to say steroid use in professional wrestling was filed in the office of national drug control policy uh, the letter was filed by Senator Henry Waxman and revealed uh, the following information. A 40% of WWE talent tested positive for steroids and other drugs banned under the WWE's wellness policy. 25% of DNA, uh, DNA, TNA talent tested positive for steroids or other drugs. Of course, TNA, that is the common day, the, the nowadays impact wrestling. They finally decided to change their name from that stupid name. Uh, Chris Benoit tested positive for steroids three times by WWE prior to June 2006 uh, or 2007, the murder-suicide of his wife and child. Uh, under today's guidelines, three positive tests would get Benoit terminated with a minimum one-year ban. Five of eight Wrestlers who tested positive for steroids, according to this report, uh, Congressional Oversight Committee's report, five out of eight wrestlers who tested positive for steroids in their pre-hire exams were hired anyway. But according to documentation provided by WWE, only after they tested negative at a later period. So ultimately, nothing happened. Speaking of impact, Heath... Uh, well, he just goes by Heath now, but he's former WWE star Heath Slater and Carl Anderson. They will be on the opposing sides of the hardcore war match. It takes place at Impact's Hard to Kill event next Saturday. The match is booked as Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino taking on the good brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, and the violent by design, Eric Young, Cody Diener, and Joe Doring. Now, however, Swan reportedly has tested positive for COVID-19. 
over the weekend. So, uh, so far, there's no word yet on if he will still be a participant in that match. Uh, let's go to ROH Wrestling. Jonathan Gresham is uh, the new, probably the last Ring of Honor World Champion. And a night full of surprises, Gresham uh, closed out possibly the final, final battle on Saturday, December 11th. He defeated Jay Lethal and claimed the vacant championship. Uh, and th- it was vacated because Bandito was unable to uh, defend that title because he tested positive for COVID-19. ROH officials worked with All Elite Wrestling in order to bring, because Jay Lethal is uh, All Elite now after ROH announced that they were going to be releasing all of their stars. Uh, but Jay Lethal, he came back in, a longtime ROH competitor. He stayed with them when uh, everybody else was jumping ship, him and the, and the Briscoes and a few others. They worked with him to bring him to the pay-per-view final, final battle. Uh, and, you know, of course, Gresham, Lethal, they were in the foundation together along with Rhett Titus, pretty good little group they had going on there. So it made sense to have these two finish off the card, closing the booking on their feud as uh, Gresham finally elevated to new heights with the win. The company's future is still unclear. ROH announced uh, back in the fall that the company will be was releasing all of their contracted talent and will have a re-imaged or a reimagined, I should say, future as it paused all of its live events for at least the first few months of this year. So despite the potential of a show in April, it's also possible that the company is extinct. Final battle could be the end of the Ring of Honor era. Jake the Snake Roberts, speaking to people testing positive for COVID-19, Jake the Snake Roberts confirmed he tested positive for COVID-19. In late 2020, he also confirmed that he is COPD. That's not good. It's not good at all. COPD. I've known people with COPD. It's not good. You get winded easily. You feel like you're going to pass out. And here he was up there doing the, uh, do, doing the old twisted arm, uh, you know, uh, clothesline here. The, the slingshot clothesline or whatever he called it. So... I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll see Jake the Snake back on All Elite Wrestling. I mean, because he already had COPD, and then you get COVID nineteen on it. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So we wish all the great, all the good for Jake. Good news on the other hand, Jr. Jim Ross announced that he was diagnosed with skin cancer back in October, and he took some time off for radiation treatment. That's done. Jr. ended up taking uh, several weeks off from AEW television, and then he returned. On December 29th edition of Dynamite, huge ovation. Said that he's cancer-free right now, so good on him. Real good on him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That's good news. Uh, so we talked to the last show about Vince McMahon and his golden egg and his, his barely, barely talking there. He's just not who he was 20 years ago, folks. He just isn't. And even more now, he, he caught a little bit of heat himself. Uh, during a storyline with Austin Theory, yeah, him and Austin Theory still running around. He he had this to tell him. Uh, Austin had just lost a match to Finn Balor, and so he attacked him backstage, and he's trying to get his mentor, um, Vince McMahon, to you know, you know, give him some uh, props here. 
Yeah, Vince McMahon said, well, yeah, it was pretty good. You attacked him, beat him up a little bit. He still lost the match. Then he said he was going to fire him if he didn't straighten up. I enjoy firing people. I especially enjoy firing people just for holidays. It gives me a warm feeling in my stomach like I just had a really good meal. <laughs> of course, WWE released like 83 wrestlers over the last year. Uh, for budget cuts is, is the reason it's given. A lot of people are kind of blowing back on that, saying, yeah, you're making more money now than ever. I think they're all forgetting, by the way, that they're building a brand-new headquarters up in Stanford. That's going to cost a, a, a penny here. And they're also a publicly traded company, so I don't hold it against them too much. But, uh, you know, that's, 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 I mean, again, this is, this is where we are with this. Um, what else do we got going on here? Let me back it up here. I probably didn't send that in, did I? Well, we have to figure it out, won't we? Today, this, this day, day in wrestling history. history. Today would have been the 125th birthday of the Golden Greek, Jim Londos. And I'm apparently having trouble finding my, uh, oh, here it is. Never mind. I found my audio for you. <laughs> he became a wrestler. Uh, he left home at the age of 13. And uh, all the odd jobs that he did after immigrating to America, he was from Greece. Uh, after he became, a, he became a wrestler after a stint as an acrobat in the carnival. He compensated for his lack of in-ring ability by relying on his good looks and muscular physique and purposely took on the ugliest people that he could find. Then uh, apparently this tactic worked. Londos became one of the most popular wrestlers of the Great Depression era. And at the height of his popularity, he wrestled in front of nearly 100,000 people in Greece. Professional wrestling football Hall of Famer Bronco Nagurski dropped the heavyweight championship of the world to Londos on November 18th, 1938. Down to the canvas, Bronco Nagurski goes once more. Watch him try and protect that arm if he can, but no, Jimmy Londos is too quick for him. He gets in there with the airplane whirls, slams him to the canvas again. It looks bad, ladies and gentlemen, for Bronco Nagurski. Watch the referee down there counting. And there is a new champion of the world, Jim Londos, who in his excitement and happiness jumps up and down like a rubber ball. Jim Londos, by the way, would retire 2,628 days later, still champion of the world. After retirement, Londos went into charity work, most notably dealing with Greek war orphans during, during and after World War II. He was honored by President Nixon and King Paul of Greece, and he died August 19, 1975, died of a heart attack in California. He was 78 years old. And that's it for the worldview of wrestling. I think we've covered, I don't know if we've covered everything. We didn't get to MJF and CM Punk, but I, you don't really need to do much on that. I mean, they've been building this and building this, and when these two finally get at it, they've been in tag matches. MJF has ran off and ran off. He's going to he's gonna eventually get cornered. He's going to eventually get cornered. CM Punk's going to have his way. By the way, if you get a chance, go back, watch Brian Danielson. Adam Page for the AEW World Heavyweight title. Man, that's a good one. There was a lot of good ones this past month. So just keep watching. 
Go find them, folks. I'm telling you, some good stuff out there. And until uh, I guess we'll be back probably the end of this month with another edition of The Worldview, we'll be talking everything Royal Rumble. So until then, out of here. <laughs>